discover the matmon, the hidden treasures on Daf Samach Tes on the base, where the um, Gemara is. Rabbi Akiva in the Mishnah says Klal Omar Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva gives a rule, a principle. The principle is with Korban Pesach, anything that you c- cannot do, uh, anything that you can do before Shabbos, if, if Erev Pesach falls on, Sh- on Shabbos, and you were to bring the Korban Pesach, anything you could have done before Shabbos, you should have done before Shabbos, those things you can't do before Shabbos, you can do on Shabbos. That's Rabbi Akiva's principle, and he applies the same principle to the laws of a Brit Milah on Shabbos. And the Gemara starts off by saying, Omar Rav Yehuda, Omar Rav, Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Rav, Hello. Halokhe Rabbi Akiva. The halokhe is like Rabbi Akiva. <laughs> Asks Tosfos, we've got cases in Zvochim and in Sanhedrin where the Gemara says halokhe is like so-and-so on matters of, of sacrifices, korbanot, avodas beis hamikdash, uh, onshin, the punishments that the Sanhedrin used to be able to meet out but we can't do today. And when the Gemara says this is the halokhe, we have uh, cases, particularly Rav Yosef, who we met yesterday, says, why are we paskin in halacha about Besamikdash times? It's irrelevant. Fascinating Gemara. So let's have a look to how Tosvus refers us to the Gemara in Nunalif. So when Tosvus refers us to a Gemara in Nunalif, it's important to, a Gemara anyway, it's important to read the Gemara. So in the Gemara in Nunalif, there's a discussion about what death sentence applies to a woman who's been unfaithful, <laughs> the difference between whether she's an Arusa, she's gone through the Erusin stage, but hasn't yet been fully married, or she has been fully married, different kinds of consequences, and the Gemara goes on and on, and eventually the uh, Gemara says, Omar Rav Nachman, Omar Rabba Baravua, Omar Rav, again Rav, it's Rav Nachman in the name of Rabba Baravua, in the name of Rav, the same as we have here, Haloche Kedesholach Rabin Mashmed Rabbi Yossi Berav Chanina. The halacha is, as Rabin sent in the name of Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hanina, that's the halacha. Omar Rav Yosef, says Rav Yosef, our friend from yesterday, Hilchatil Mashiach, are you passing halachas for the Mashiach? Who cares what, what death sentence you give to this woman or that woman? We don't do death sentences now. So what's it relevant? Isn't that amazing? The Gemara deals with questions like that. Is it relevant? Omar Le says Abaya, and it's important to understand Abaya's relationship to Rav Yosef. So remember again, Cindy, uh, you were asking me about the importance of bringing in the biographies of these people so we get to understand them and know them. And I said, I'll repeat them over and over again <laughs> until they become friends. So that uh, uh, Abaya and, um, and Rova were close friends. They were Chavrusas and close friends. Abaya was raised by his uncle, who was also his Rebbe, who was Rabbo. And his second Rebbe was Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef, we learned yesterday, was the blind, was, was the person who was blind. And at some point, during, due to illness, Rav Yosef forgot his learning. A terrible thing, he forgot his Torah. And Abaya helped him recover it. Abaya went with, worked with him and helped him recover his learning. So they were very, very close. So, but that doesn't stop Abaya from challenging Rav Yosef. And he says, Elo kodshim lo litni. Are we going to take the whole of, of Seder Kodshim, which deals with, with the Beis Amikdash and with Korbanot, are we going to take that out of Shas and say, this is good. Who, who needs it? It's about the time of the Mashiach. We don't have to deal with it. But we know that you get reward from learning those things, even if they're not relevant today. And reward doesn't just mean reward in Olam Haba. Schar means it's rewarding. We talked yesterday about the power of Torah. I talked last night about the power of Torah. It can cure people. 
There's an energy in Torah. It's like the sunshine. It, it brings brilliance into one's life. It brings clarity. If one's learning correctly what Torah can do, and that's the reward. So you can learn Kodshim. You don't have to be learning about putting on tefillin or making Kiddush and Shabbos. You can be learning about Kodshim and take your mind into the world of the Beis Hamikdash and the Schar in that as well. So what, so what, what do you mean that we shouldn't talk about Halacha? Hachikami. So Rav Yosef corrects his Talmud and says, this is what I meant. Why are we paskening Halacha the sugya that we've just learned, this piece of, of Mishnah and Gomorrah, is clarifying the views of the Tanaim. It's not about halacha. So, so to have to come into, there's no point in saying halacha. If you're teaching the sugya to me, I agree with you, Abaya. You've got to learn the sugya because you get reward. It's incredibly rewarding to be learning kochim. That There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not suggesting it's irrelevant and therefore don't learn it. I'm just saying, why paskin halacha? Why add to it? The sugi is complete without the halakha lamaisa. So there are these two views. Asks Tosfus, on our Tosfus, why doesn't the Gemara say too? Why are we going into whether you can bring a Korban Pesach on Shabbos and you can do this and you can do this and Klal over Rabbi Akiva? Why doesn't Rav Yosef come forward and say, are we passing him for Mashiach time? What's going on? So Rav Yosef said that Tosfus brings three different answers. One of the answers, his first answer is that this is just the shit of Rav Yosef. Not everybody agrees with it. Um, the second answer and the third answer is that only in certain specific cases does that question apply, where there's Isur involved as well, where the, it, it's, he, he goes into, into three, there are three different reasons, but the one answer is, there's a as to whether we pass in Hilchus or we don't. That's how, how, that's how Toysus comes. The, um, the Yad Malachi is a wonderful little encyclopedia written in the 18th century. Uh, Yad Malachi was the Rov in Livorno in Italy. And he wrote this little, I'm always amazed by people, much more recently, who were able to create encyclopedias without databases, without computers. What they must have had the clarity. Yad Malachi, it's a one volume encyclopedia of methodology of Gomorrah, of how the Gomorrah works and what the concepts of Gomorrah mean. Incredible work. Um, and the Yad Malachi in, in Reish Lamed Dalid, brings the Chavis Yoy. The Chavis Yoy was 100 years earlier. This is a 300-year conversation. Listen to this conversation. That we're bringing people from... Uh, Rav Soloveitchik once explained in a speech that he gave at Abris Miller how in learning you don't just bring people from different countries together around the table. You bring people from different centuries around the table to have conversation together. And here we're going to have a 300-year conversation about this issue. And, and what is this? So, so the Yad Melachi brings the Chavis Yoir, who's 100 years earlier, 17th century, France. He was the Rav in Worms, where Rashi was much earlier. And the Chavis Yoir, he's got beautiful, so the Chavis Yoir, amazing Shailis and Chuvis. Um, one of them in Sadi Dalit, he also goes through the rules of Psak, what it means when the Gemara says this, what it means when the Gemara says that, just classical principles. It's not Sadi Dalit, he brings somewhere else that the Chavis Yoir says, this is why. He suggests, possibly. This is why the Rambam brings halachas of Beis Hamikdash. We know the Rambam paskins all halachot, whether they're relevant today or not. Taharot, Kodshim, everything. And the Shulchan Aruch doesn't. The Tur and the Shulchan Aruch don't. So the Chavis Yoy wants to suggest maybe this is their machlokis as to whether we paskin like Rav Yosef or not. Um, we go a little bit a little bit further. The Yad Malachi also brings the Maharik. That's a hundred years earlier. 
Um, also Italy. So now we're 16th century. This is a, a discussion from the 16th century through to the 18th century, to the 17th, 18th century. Um, and the um, Maharik says the reason we don't paskin halachas for Mashiach, the reason that's not in Tushuch and the reason for Rav Yosef, is because we don't have the halachic methodology to do it. It's not the same methodology, and we're not schooled in it. We don't know how to do it. The way Rav Moshe Feinstein paskins a shaila in the in areas that we use every day, that won't work if you have a shaila about Korbanos and the Beis Hamikdash. It's a different method of, of, of reasoning, and it doesn't. And our current our method of reasoning in halacha doesn't work. The Marik says, the um, I, I saw brought. I haven't seen it inside. The, the Divrei Yoel. That's the Satmarov. The Satmarov, who died only in, 19, in 1979, I think it was, the late 1970s, the Satmarov was an Adam Kodesh. One has to get used to, in, in Torah and in life, to being able to never allow the fact that you don't agree with somebody's worldview to minimize who that person is. The Satmarov was an Adam Kodesh of, of, a, of a level that we don't have in our generation. Adam Kodesh. And he wrote the Divrei Yoel. And he suggests that the reason, he, he brings a Rav Moshe Kodavira, I don't know where he found it, uh, he might have had it handed down. Rav Moshe Kodavira, the Rebbe of the, of the Reishis Chochma that we talked about the other day, Tzvat, 16th century. And Rav Moshe Kodavira says, it's not that we don't have the Lachic methodology, we don't understand life in those times to come. How can you paskan a if you don't understand life? Once I asked Rav Moshe Fancy in a halacha for South Africa, and he said, I don't know South Africa. I know the halacha, but I don't know South Africa. So I'll teach you the halacha, and you decide because you know South Africa. Because you need the two things. If to pass in halacha, you need the knowledge of halacha, and you need the knowledge of the circumstance. If you don't know the person and their circumstance, and the community and the country in which they're living, you can't pass in halacha. And so we can't pass in halacha for the times of Mashiach. We don't have any understanding of the times of Mashiach. Is what Rav Moshe Kordavira says. So again, this whole conversation in the, in the in medieval times that we're going through, later, a little bit later times than that, in understanding whether it can or whether it can't. What, what, what I would like you to, to, to appreciate before we end off is really why the Rambam is so different. And, and really what does it mean when the Chavis Yoh suggests maybe this is the issue around the Rambam and the Tushuch What does it mean, Drosh V'Kabel Schar and Rav Yosef saying, yes, but it's not Halach. I often speak about the difference between halacha with a capital H and with a small h. Or talk about halacha and din. If you say a piece, a drop of milk fell into my meat pot, what is the din with my pot? That's din. What's the din? It's halacha with a, with a little h. You look it up. There's an answer to that question. And if you can't find exactly the answer, a rov can work it out. There's a way to work out what do you do. Din, halacha, with a capital, with a small h, is what do you do when? What do you do if? That's halacha. Halacha with a capital H is an integrated system of reasoning that governs the entire Torah and all of the universe. It's a completely different concept. And I like to think of it like a spreadsheet, like a massive spreadsheet. You can't tinker with one block without it affecting all the others. And that's when you talk about halacha with a capital H. That's the whole of Shas and everything that goes with it. And you, something in one area affects another area, and you've got to be able to figure out how the, that's halacha with a capital H. That's what we're doing when we're learning Gemara in depth. That's what we're trying to get to, the principles of halacha with a capital H, the principles of life, the principles of the universe, how it works. That's halacha with a capital H. 
And it's interesting that the um, uh, Moses Weinberg claims the Rambam is probably the first and, and maybe the only person, uh, Rishon, who really understood systems thinking. Systems thinking in the secular world started in the 1950s in, in, at MIT. But the Rambam thinks in systems. He's created a system. And the system includes Kochi. You can't have a piece of the system missing. That's what systems thinking is, is you've got the whole system. The Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch is about Din. What is the Halacha? What do you do? That's what they wrote for. Even the Rif writes to, in order to note it from the Gemara to extract Halacha Lamaisa. The Rambam is not just about Halacha Lamaisa. It's that as well. But the Rambam is also a massive system of reasoning and of thinking. So when Rav Yosef says, why do you have to pass in Halacha? He's, and, it, and he doesn't disagree with Abaya. Rav Yosef is saying, if you're dealing with Halacha with a small H, it's irrelevant. Dealing halacha with a capital H, I agree, but you don't then have to say halacha is like rabbi. It's that part of it is irrelevant. The, the sugya is complete without that. Everything you need to know for the system's thinking, you've got with drosh v'kabel schar. Yes, learn it, be doresh. Doresh means research it, think it through. Lidrosh, meaning to search for. Search, research, think, understand the system. Of course you've got to do that. But to say the din is that, that this one gets reifer and this one gets chenek, that's irrelevant. We don't give reifer and chenek. In halacha with a capital H, these halachot are not relevant today. And according to the Ramosha Kodavira and the Chavis we don't have either the methodology or the understanding to be able to decide what halacha with a, capital H, with a small h will be. But halacha with a capital H, that's the world of the Rambam. That's the world of Shas. And that's absolutely an integral part of the thinking. You can't leave one little piece of it out. Otherwise, the system is incomplete.